me, it's the troubles we're breeding. And if we don't get them off the ship, we're going to be hip deep in them. Lieutenant O'Hara, how did all these troubles get on the bridge? I don't know, sir. They do seem to be all over the ship. I'm forced to agree with the doctor. I've been running computations on their rate of reproduction. The figures are taking an alarming direction. They're consuming our supplies and returning nothing. Oh, but they do give us something, Mr. Spock. They give us love. Well, Cyrano Jones says that a triple is the only love that money can buy. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Jones. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Start the show. What's up, what's up, what's up, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, make some noise for your black triple Yummy. We are coming to you live from the beautiful 900 AM WURD studios, 900 AM WURD, on air, online, and in your community. My name is Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as Storm Triple, and I am joined in studio by... I get the job done, happy all my squads won, your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple. What up? I'm kind of amazing, I'm kind of spectacular, superior in all ways. It's your boy, Jay Rich, Spider Triple. Yerp. I am the man, the myth, the legend, 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 master Triple, E-Mac, Mac, Mac. How you feeling, Triple Nation? I like your boy, this is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple. <laughs> that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to join in the conversation. Give us a call in live in studio, 866-361-0900. Once again, that is 866-361-0900. You can find us on Facebook at Tribble Nation. You can tweet us at Black Tribbles. Uh, holla at a Tribble. Get in where you fit in. We're on the Instagram at Black Tribbles. We on Tumblr at Black Tribbles. We in your mouth at, at Black, Black Tribbles. That's how we do. Uh, in your mouth, though? Yep. Sometimes it bees like that. Hey. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like a Tribble. Sometimes you. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, their football viewings. Some of us more so than others, I'm sure. Good stuff happened all around. But it was good games all around. Good games all around. Yeah, you know. Way to open the season. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of new seasons, uh, this is the other end of Top Ten Summer. We had lots of fun this summer going down our lists of things and categorizing and lumping things and gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Uh, But now it's back to business, as it were. As it were. And tonight we are remembering. Um, I believe that's business. Oh, beg pardon. Business, (laughs) as it were. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. And tonight, we bring you a special edition of Black Triple Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will be remembering the Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Let's start the show. Yeah, once upon a time, Comedy Central was ballsy enough to uh, produce a show called Chappelle Show, featuring mm-hmm. the talents of the one and only Dave Chappelle. And uh, has left a definitive impression on everything that we do, uh, not only as Tribbles, but uh, as pop culture. Anyone that saw any of those shows definitely at one point or another makes references to it. Yeah, that yeah, that thing sticks in. Sticks in. And any, any just sort of random thing that you saw on Chappelle's show can come up and somebody, wherever you're at, will get it and be like, oh, 
Right. Like it, it's a tribe finder. You know what I mean? Yeah, you make no a doubt. reference to a Chappelle show episode and you find where your tribe is. If people don't get it, you're like, okay, must have gotten past you. Um, but last week, Eric and I discussed uh, some things that you make references to, and we turned into this uh, Chappelle show five minute recap towards the end. And it only makes sense to delve into it further. So, again, if you have any uh, special remembrances of the Chappelle show, uh, please feel free to give us a call in studio at 866-361-0900. Once again, that is 866-361-0900. You can find us on Facebook at Tribble Nation, or you can tweet us at Black Tribbles. Holla at a Tribble. Holla, 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 holla. Let me holla at you, Tribble. Let me holla, 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 So, Len, you were the one that, that, that decided definitively that this is the direction we were going to go in. What, what made you, aside from me and Eric getting into it last week, what made you think that this would be a good idea for tonight? Well, the crazy thing about the Chappelle show is that when it hit on the air, uh, Dave Chappelle was a noted comedian and had done a couple of specials, comedy specials on on Comedy Central as well as Showtime. And uh, I think he was on an HBO uh, half hour comedy special as well and he done and you know he done some small roles in movies uh he was a funny man in robin hood man in tights uh, and as well as made his uh screenwriting debut in half baked which is going on to become a cult favorite of many yeah modern classic almost pretty much but when he but when you heard he was going to doing the Chappelle show you said okay it might be all right but i don't think anybody thought that this was going to be the the cult it's it's beyond cult sensation that it was i mean this became a definitive hit not just for comedy central but for television at that time and i would dare say that that comedy central has been chasing after that hit ever yeah. since you yeah know definitely what I mean? Yep. And then the level of influence that the show had, where now, like, the way we talk amongst each other or joke with each other, just people in general, you'll hear somebody reference something directly from the Dave Chappelle show. You'll hear them reference, like, you know. Or quote, like, they'll quote it, you know. You'll definitely hear them reference it, but I think even more telling um, and forward-thinking about that show, especially in listening back to it and watching some of the skits over in preparation for tonight, was just how blunt his show was. I mean, he was, he just put it out there on the table. I mean, this was still cable, but it wasn't it wasn't HBO, it wasn't Showtime. It was cable that still had to um, you know pay some attention to its advertisers. Yet he was he his language was all out there. There was no subject that was taboo for him to touch on uh he tried to take both uh a silly but a um, satiric Mm -hmm. look at things he would take um tropes of white people uh jewish people and many tropes of black people and throw it out there for all to see everybody was fair game um underneath his microscope uh and sometimes some cutting ways you was like "Ooh, ooh, we cut a little deep there dave I think one of the reasons why a lot of his jokes, a lot of the content had such staying power is because it was all things that we'd been saying amongst ourselves for mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? It just was the first time for uh, 
these things to be said on such a platform that everybody else can be exposed to them as well. So, you know, he's cracking jokes that, you know, we've made amongst our families, our friends, whatever, in some capacity or another, perhaps not verbatim, but, you know, we've all said things along the lines of, I don't know, nothing particular comes to me at the moment, but I'm sure, you know, you've seen a Chappelle joke and be like, oh yeah, it's funny because we've said it and now everybody else can see it too. Um, And because of his particular brilliance, you know, it didn't come off as abrasive or offensive for people who are outside the culture so they can understand it and laugh at it. And also, you know, when it's all said and done, go home and be like, wow, that is kind of messed up why these stereotypes or tropes, as you say, exist in the first place. So it started a dialogue. It serves so many purposes across the board. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I was just going to say, uh, yes, I definitely agree. Um, even back to his first episode when he talked about the black white supremacist, but he was bl- blind, so he did not know that he was black. It really, because oh I, I just went and watched that today, like it really does make you feel like, yo, like how silly is racism, you know? Yes. To be so, just to hate somebody because of their appearance and for you to feel that way and to not have any idea that you're talking about yourself. White power. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that dude was so great, man. The other thing, the, the thing that made Dave great was that his impressions weren't that weren't that great. Like the way, but his voice made it all, made it all work. Like no matter what he was saying, it worked because of the, it was just so strange to hear him try and do an, an impression. You know, obviously his Rick James was terrible, but it was so funny. It was kind of on. It, it, yeah, exactly. It was kind of on, though. Like, yeah, no, the mannerisms they... were, but, like, the voice was like. It was, was... a made-up voice from, like, what Rick yeah, James actually sounds like. Yeah, and and most of his voices were about the same, just kind of his sort of raspiness. But it was just hysterical to see him doing it. Like, what? What? Game. Blouses. Blouses. I was about to say, I always thought his prince was pretty dead on. Yeah, his prince was amazing. Highly bathed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Definitely. Because all you need is that just sultry base to be prince. Like, honestly. And that dead stare. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was upset because when I was going back to watch some episodes, um, I immediately wanted to reach for the second season first because, in my opinion, like that's where like all the magic happens. You think you so? You know what I mean? Definitely. That's where you get your moments in the life of Little John, your Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories. All that's from the second season. That's true. And you know what else is from the second season? Wayne Brady. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yo. the, the most memorable episode, period. That was brilliant. Yo, just seeing, having Wayne Brady in the actual episode, because remember he made fun of him. He, he made fun of him before, you know, previously, and then, boom! Here's like Wayne, here's Brady Wayne Brady on a, on his training day. Like, <laughs> yo, set everybody straight, because I was under the same impressions about Wayne Brady too. Until he was on that episode, he was like, "I make Malcolm X look like Brian Gumble, though." Really, though? Do I? That's what. Uh, what was yeah. the other way around? I made Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Really? That's how you feel. He was like, I just, I just want to go home and see my family. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. He's like, you, oh, I didn't know you got down with wet. wet right. Wet, he was like, wet. smoke this. If you, do not, if you do not smoke this, we will have a problem. He was like, I just want to go home and see my family. Or when the, when the prostitute came up to the car, he was like, run, get, from, get away. Run for your life. Am I going to have to choke up? Yo, so funny. It was so Yo, crazy, man. That, that, that helped 
changed the look that people had that was, for Wayne Brady. Wayne like, Brady, that, that that was his ghetto pass. It was like, yo, yo, you you hard, you all right, you all right, Wayne yeah, Brady, yeah, you, you right, good, man. you good, you good. When son. the cop pulled him over and he got out the car, like whenever I and bust goes. out in the song. <laughs> And, he was and I put on oh, my, my makeup. Wait till I tell I my wife that I was here with you. Pop, 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 pop. She's never going to know about it. Crack, crack. <laughs> go sleep, go sleep. Good night. Yeah, yeah, drop, drop the, the mic. Yeah, what episode? Was it the first episode where they showed the car commercial? And he had the white girl in the car. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah, yeah. like, I don't even know what you're doing. And he's like, get out the car. <laughs> and then he splashed he the pulled... chick with the water. Right. And when the cop pulled him over, you see Dave Chappelle in the corner like, help. Help. <laughs> help me. Help me. Well, that's the Wayne Brady draw, yeah. He, he's just um, he's just insane, man. He, he just went for one of the funniest Clips and you're right. This was from the second season. Now I think about second it. Second season was bumping when yes. when they did when he did. It was like back to the 1950s. It was a 1950s TV show, and it was the Nigger Family. Oh, yes. that was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that it was, was just there was a white family, but their last name happened to be Nigger. Nigger. <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> And then, and then uh, you see the little, you see the other white family in the neighborhood, and it's like, well, you know, Sally's going out with that little nigger boy tonight. The nigger boy is cool. <laughs> Timmy nigger, you know him, right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we say, we're rich, but they're nigger rich. <laughs> right, right. I was, I, when I saw that, I couldn't stop. I, like my biggest problem was, I always got hungry or thirsty around the time of the Chappelle show, and then I'd start watching it, and then everything that was in my mouth was like <laughs> just mad like, spit just, takes, just, just, just everywhere. <laughs> spit takes everywhere. Oh my gosh, yo! When when he when the when he was the milkman and he came over yeah. and he was like something like, hey nigga. Y'all think it's never paying your bills, right? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all always be forgetting your bills. Yeah, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. That, that. You know what? Second season had so many. I think what first season was, it was really good. We just weren't used to what we were. We we didn't know what we were getting out of yeah, it. It was just so new and, and so good that it set up the second season perfectly. And... They could have dropped the ball, and the second season they were like, "Oh, y'all thought that was funny." Right here you go, here you go, here goes some more. And which season was the racial draft on? That was the first one. That was like the, the season finale of the uh, first season, I believe. When I saw that episode, I was and like, they gave back OJ." <laughs> <laughs> but they took Tiger Woods. Yeah, I was like, "Wow." This is really I bet you hard. now they're going to take back. They're going to give back Tiger Woods. But now. wait, here's the funny part. I remember watching that episode, and I forget who I was watching it with, but I know it was a group of people. And as we're sitting there watching the draft, we actually had these discussions. Like, well, no, 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 no. We were having yeah. negotiations. Like, wait a minute, wait, wait. I don't know if I necessarily want Tiger Woods. Like, who else is on the docket here? Who's what else we got? Like, it was like a legit conversation. So again, that's what I mean when I say it that it serves so many different purposes. Like, it, it sparked a dialogue, which is why him. Choosing not to come back for a third season was such a, an impactful decision. Like we all understand that he has his reasons, and those are his reasons and his reasons alone. But at the same time, like, oh, I wanted more. You oh. wanted more, but I, I one hundred percent understood where he was coming from because he was feeling um, that it had gotten to a point where they weren't. People were watching it and they weren't laughing for the right reason. Yeah, they were, yeah, he, they were he waiting said, for the most he, racial. He even said he, he felt like they weren't laughing 
with him. him. They were laughing, laughing at, at him. him. And I was like, all right. Yeah, he did, I, I yeah. get that. He didn't win the role like that. At the same time, can you imagine Chappelle's show? Now? When Obama became president? Uh, like, that would have been... Obama. Yo, that would have been brilliant. Like, he had Black Bush before. Yeah, Black Bush yeah, really was Black pretty Bush. dope. But I, I think, like, around... Like, had he still been doing his thing during... Especially during Obama's push, like, that would have been genius funny. Um, and it's... I'm kind of sad that it didn't happen. I, I dig that he had his reasons, and I appreciate that. But I would have loved to have seen it. I, I just think it would have been brilliant. What did y'all think of the lost, the quote unquote lost episodes? Were just was just half of what season three would have been. Yeah, I, I mean, well, you go ahead. A. It wasn't as funny, of course. They were still Chappelle sketches. It was just hosted by Donnell Rollins and Charlie Murphy. Um, there were like three episodes on the whole disc. Some of the sketches were funny. Uh, a, a, one of the good ones was a Tupac song, uh, basically, oh, yeah. and he was uh, saying like, "All right, well, it's a new Tupac song, you know, even though he's already gone." Oh, they were still but in the Tupac club. is rapping things that are going on in the club right. as you see them. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, They're yeah, like, "Yo, yeah. like this song don't add up." Like, <laughs> Tupac, what? He's like, "Yeah, George W. took the election." They're like, "What?" I'm talking about George W. Smith out in Oakland. He ran back in '93. You might not have heard about him. But, like, all this is just, like, in the song. Like, okay, pop. <laughs> so that was one of the good ones. And then um, Howard Dean was, like, a politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Howard Dean. Oh, was yeah, that. And that Aww. was, like, that was those were, like, the two best sketches on, like, the whole disc. No, I, I kind of like the one where uh, they were roommates. It was, like, Frankenstein, Werewolf, and the Mummy. Yeah, that was, it was pretty like, a funny. Sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, like, a black and white sitcom. And they were just, like, working, having, like, regular jobs. And he was the werewolf. Yeah, he was. And then they were they basically kept feeling like people were being racist against them. But then if they looked at their actions, they were really just being a holes. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So Frank flipping out and smashing the whole office, you understand why they're gonna call the cops <laughs> and try to escort you out the building. They are they tried to fire him before they or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they right? were trying to let him go. He was like Oh, you just trying to fire me because I'm black. And then he was like, ah, I got mad. And just smashed everything. And then he, he like, tear off an arm. Yeah, he tore off arm. one dude's arm and beat him with it. <laughs> then um, Chappelle was the werewolf trying to go on a date. And then when he was on the date, they, um, what happened? Oh, he had no pants on because he was a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had like wolf legs. <laughs> no, but then he got aroused, and then he probably poking out, and that's oh, what yeah. freaked people out. Or they made him, they wanted him to leave the restaurant, and he couldn't understand. Like, well, what's the problem? Oh, it's because I'm a werewolf, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no, it's because you're erect, and that's disgusting. People are trying to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you get to just laugh at all those little things. And Darnell was the. Um... Mummy. It was the mummy. Because he was late, and that's why he was in trouble. He had to go see his P.O. or something like that. Yeah. And he was late, so they just sent him back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, that yeah, show, mummy. It's like, yo, that show was ridiculous. You know what they do to me inside? They use me for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but Darnell was, was yo, hilarious. Yo, Darnell was cool. Ashley Larry was the best. Ashley Larry. Let's talk about the characters of Chappelle's yo, show. Yo, yes. the World Series of Dice, Joy. That, that was my favorite. They clinging, they clinging, they <laughs> Yo, your man disappeared and came back down. It was like, where did Larry go? He like this. We had to go like see his girl or something like that. He came back with like her rent money. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And then remember he had to throw out the trash one time. 
he was supposed to throw out the trash and then ended up in the World Series yeah, of Dice. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was happening in his alley. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was like, I got to take out this trash, man. I don't even feel like doing that. Oh, oh, for real? <laughs> this is like hopped in the game real quick. And when he blew his hands and that cloud, and that cloud came <laughs> off, that Ashy Larry cloud, I, I was Ridiculous. done. I was done. I was like, wow, how can you be so ashy? And I, yo. Like all the way through, like top to bottom. And he was wearing like white, tidy whities or something? No, he had on, he had on boxers. And yo. he was just ashy from from the top of his head down to the bottom of his feet. Was- Outside of Ashy Larry, um, Tyrone Biggums. Oh, good the Lord. The crackhead. Oh, There's something you don't God. know about me, Joe Rogan. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Tyrone Biggums. The first Fair time you see him, there. he's speaking to the class about his drug oh, problem. And he tells him how to get crack. Yes. He's like, go down to 50 seconds. <laughs> and you want to go see Marcos. He got the best stuff. Everybody know you can take $5, 10 $20 out your mama purse. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, draw. And then he put he Tyrone sprinkled crack on factor. the peanut butter, on peanut the peanut butter, butter sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> and then they had in the intro when they always did like the little sitcom intro for for uh, Tyrone. They had that like bird on a stick, but they tried to make it look like it was a real bird, but it obviously was just like fake a puppet. bird. <laughs> and it was like packing at the crack on the peanut butter. And then he um, he saved a, a a baby or something. No, no, no. The baby was locked in the car. Yeah. So the mom was screaming for help. Tyrone runs up, punches, punches the, window. the window, takes out her CD, and says, It, it takes a whole stereo. It takes a whole stereo to him. <laughs> FYI, people do still steal these, you know, and then runs <laughs> off. Dips, yeah. No, he saw a quarter. He saw under a quarter the under the bus, and he used his crack strength and, and ran over, and it made the, um, like he lifted it made the, the bionic man sound effect. It was like, and then he grabbed the quarter. It was like, Yo. Tyrone Biggums off the Crack strength. <laughs> uh, when Tyrone was in jail, and he learned how to make crack out of, <laughs> it was like red, no, he had the red balls. No, yeah, the there, red was two, balls. there was two episodes. That's when he bust out of jail. Yeah, when he bust out of jail, he had the, the energy balls. drink. It gives me wings. <laughs> yeah. And then he broke through the wall. He, wait, first he Harlem shimmied, then he broke yeah. through yeah, the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got his little shake on, and it ran through the wall, <laughs> then came back. Grabbed the pillow and the sheet and was like, I can still sell these. And <laughs> <laughs> rolled out. I remember the time haters. Oh, oh that was the best the part. The player, yeah, the player haters ball was great. But the best part about that episode was when, like, they were talking about it. And he was talking and about he, going back and shooting the slave master. Yeah. And, uh, like, they were talking about filming it. And David, they had, like, there's this shot of Charlie Murphy. They're like, they're, he's just chilling, and they said action. And then Charlie just starts doing his little shake the whole time. And and he's just sitting there chilling, and they do something, and he just starts moving his head and shaking, and all this grin comes on. Yo, that whole thing was like, they're, they're out there uh, yelling at the slave master and all when they went back in time. Yeah. Yes. Oh man! When they showed the roots thing, where he got whipped, and it, yes. and it really hit him. It's like, oh, yeah. Whoa, hold man, up! so hard. Yo, hold up! <laughs> yeah, run back. Yo, yeah. that that was just Chappelle. Just did some interesting things, like like Blackzilla. Oh yeah, Blackzilla was great. <laughs> he, 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 he just walked around. Godzilla. Yeah. He's walking around just kicking buildings. Terrorizing and everything. He smoked weed out of his volcano. That was great. That was no, no, awesome. No, he had sex with the volcano. He had sex with he the volcano. He smoked like a tree or something. Yeah, and he told the volcano, he's like, I'll I call you. 
you were a crack cocaine dealer for seven years? I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sir, will you tell us about the cartels you dealt with in your time as a crack cocaine dealer? Um, no, but I can tell you that I plead the fifth. <laughs> exactly how much money did you earn in your time as a crack cocaine dealer? of the United States of America. I can only choose one. I can only choose one. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four. Fifth. Go ahead and ask me a question. Did you... Secret document that I think you need to say. That'll be all, sir. Good afternoon. I got your sentence reduced to a month. Buddy. Oh! <laughs> oh, God, that was so funny. Filf! <laughs> and he had F I F. Choose one. That was good because that two, three, sketch four, was talking yeah. about um, uh, if we had the same kind of judicial system that white people seem to go through. Yeah. Right. So you know they make a phone call to you and tell you they have a warrant for you. So then you agree to come turn yourself in, and you know he showed up late, and then you know they had a whole deposition where he says what he can do or can't do, and you know that whole thing. And you know it's a very cordial procedure. And then they had a CEO of Viacom Corp or whatever who was just embezzling, you know, people's pensions and retirement funds. And then the FBI or the whoever feds rushed his kicking house, his door. raided, kicking the door, felt up his wife, shot, shot his the, dog, shot to go to like the they burned him with a cigarette in his interrogation, like they slapped him around. Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> right. And but he just liked to show those two very different. You know, ways that police seem to handle, you know, everyday people or criminals one way or the other. And, you know, shining those kinds of lights on all that stuff. Oh, he had a ball in court. Yes, I was about to say he that. Had he had a was ball saying, no. in court, dude, between that one, uh, the one when they was picking juries. Yes, the jury like selection. If he had been on the jury selection. Oh, yeah, like, for, for jury selection for, for OJ, Kelly, OJ. Yes. And Michael Jackson. Like, nope, he's innocent. He made Thriller. <laughs> yeah, he said Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> he made Thriller. Thriller. But, but, Thriller. Even almost, when you play R. Kelly, that was hilarious. That, dude, that's still my favorite. Oh, he, did the whole skits, he did the music videos. Right, right, And right. he dumped the doo-doo butter on it. <laughs> and, and it was on the model, Vita Guerra, when she was like, like, she was, no, no, that, at that point, she was popular. She was like big in FHM. Yeah. Like yeah, she was Vita like Guerra was in FHM yeah, like every 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, how did he get her on? And he dumped the doo-doo butter. I was like, stop trip, trip, it. Trip. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> but then he made, the, remember the Asian dude who was like the conscience? His conscience? And he met like, it was meeting all the different people. Oh, you mean and he was the, like, hurrah, rah, rah. Where he was, he talked about cultural gatekeeping, where all different ethnicities have their own little like, little conscience on their shoulder. Because when he was on the plane and the woman asked him if he wanted fish or chicken for dinner and his little Sambo, that was one of the ones that got banned. His little yeah. Sambo conscience yeah. was like, you know, you want that chicken? And then a little shuck and jive and stuff. I was like, oh man. But like you said, it was, you know, uh, 
equal because he did it for like Every Mexicans, Asian. he did yeah. it for Asians as well. Because they saw the um, he went into the car dealership and it was like. Oh, yo, you want the, to the Puerto Rican guy? He was like, yo, you want this leopard skin uh, car cover? The yeah, car seat yeah, cover? Right, right. And he was like, come on, man. He's the illegal leopard. Oh. <laughs> He's like, and then he saw the Jesus in the background. He was like, you know, you want a Jesus air freshener? Right, right. It came to like a Mary Frigorine or something like that for the dashboard. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, with Guillermo Diaz. Yeah. Leopard. Leopard. It was cool seeing like the different cast members from like. Uh, for half bait, like yeah. hopping in for like little little cameos here and there. Mm-hmm. Like he was wrapping up. He was wrapping yeah. up. You remember P? the part? Wrap it up. No, with the puppets. Oh, oh my yes. god! That's why that was I ridiculous. say fudge it. Uh, yes. yes, yeah. The yes, puppet show was don't crazy. Understand? Yes, the knee high park one with most of me money. The most of Snoop on there. Yes. Oh my god, definitely. And I think I like that too because it was a little bit of variety. He had like you know mute, a lot of music guests almost every episode. I think well through the second season probably every yeah, episode. First and second, yeah. Uh, first uh, season, there were not episode. as many. Not Tell every episode. Rather. Had on there. Yeah, he had everybody on there before. Freeway. Erica Badu. Anthony, Khan yeah. was on there. Yeah, uh, Anthony Hamilton. Most was on there a couple times. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was saying before. Like, the first time I heard, because uh, uh, on the first episode he had Most on there, and I hadn't heard that track yet that Most did the verse from. I was like, what is that from? What? New Most? Okay, fine. And every, at the end of every episode, he had a you know new musical guest. He They even went so far as to put. Uh, the uh, the common joint uh, was it the food on the on Common's album they had the introduction from the show hmm. on the track when uh, it was Common and Kanye West the joint called the food yeah I was like oh snap okay Dave thank you very much because that made it even more fun with him just yelling today's musical guest Common and Kanye West wow <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my phone trying to keep up on 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 Triple Nation on Facebook and all I hear is you in my in my headphones almost like where is he where is Dave did we get him on the y'all ain't tell me Dave was gonna be here I have one skill is that I do a not bad yelling Dave Chappelle voice oh god yay <laughs> That'll pay my phone bill. Look, look. And you know what's funny? For all the black guys who have that quote unquote non urban voice or vernacular, you know, down pat, you get called Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I get that all the time. People are like, Oh my gosh, you sound just like Dave Chappelle. I'm like, No, I don't really? Do I? Right. Like I'm I'm just speaking. They're like, oh, no, you sound just like him. I'm like, hmm. No. Racist lips. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your ears are racist. <laughs> I always thought when he got dressed up in white face, that was pretty funny. Too. That was fantastic. I was like, white face, I'm for it. Only for, because like, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, Dave oh, his little reporter, Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Yo, that, yeah Chuck Taylor it was, was so good. hilarious. And every time he would come on, he would be like paler than the last time. <laughs> I swear he was. At one point, I was waiting for them to slap actual white paint all over <laughs> his face. Like, and then that, that toupee or that wig he had. On. Yeah, his wig was a mess. Remember when he came on and did the thing because um, 
<laughs> the blacks had gotten their reparations from slaves. Oh my God. So now all of a sudden the stock and Sprint had gone up because all of a sudden <laughs> all of their phone bills were getting paid. And KFC like stock went through the roof. <laughs> no, what happened was KFC joined with FUBU to become like the largest corporation. <laughs> yeah. And then the Sprint stock went up because two million delinquent phone bills got paid. <laughs> and, and then in the last hour, like eight thousand record labels got started. Got started. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dell came in and bought like. Every bag of Newports. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna stop driving this truck. This truck. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a truck driver. I'm a janitor. I just bought these cigarettes. Me and my family don't need cigarettes ever again. Yeah, I'm I rich. These, he's like, he's like, I bought these. He's like, I bought this cold cash. It was just yo, and that became the ending. His, that was uh, the sign end, off. Yeah. That was his yeah, sign off. Yeah, and then uh, Tron. The uh, the richest yes. man. He became the richest man from hot hands playing he dice. He bought that baby cash. Bought his baby cash. He was like, ah, ah. I was, yo, had me dying. The mad real world. Oh, my Tron gosh. was in that one, too. Yes. And a banana cognac. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah, that was That was mess. funny. I watched Everybody that Everybody had sex with Katie. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes, it was. Do you think that they could get away... With the Chappelle show. I mean, this was like, like 2003. So it was 2003 through 2006. So it was like almost 10 years ago. Do you think they could get away with it now? As it was then. I mean, like the, the N-word was flying left and right on that show. And, you know, it wasn't bleeped. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was touching on everything. Sensitive subjects like left and right. I think you can. Uh, number one, if nothing else, he opened up that door. Um, and two, I don't see, I, I wouldn't call it a gratuitous use of the N word, but like the boondocks. So as long as you have like the right network and the right, you know, appropriate hour of night, which is, you know, past the younger ears being asleep, hopefully. Yes. I think you definitely can. Cause just like we were saying, like for better or worse, it definitely, if nothing else gave you, you know, conversation pieces. So you definitely want to be able to take advantage of that. Okay, we've got a new triple chiming in on on Triple Nation uh, at Demand Ryan. He goes, "Oil? Who said anything about oil? Be you cooking?" Triple D wants to be Hawkeye. Triple. I guess he's quoting Chappelle's show there. Yes, he is. Um, that was Black Bush. And then he goes uh, at Black Tribbles, a whole world of people that think if you shoot someone in the leg, it is not attempted murder because of World Series of Dice Kit. <laughs> um, wait, I, it's not near a vital organ, so it's not yeah, attempted. Yeah, yeah, it's just your femoral artery. If you hit yeah. that, you yeah, bleed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sl- you can poke somebody with a pin there and watch them bleed out. Every heartbeat pumps out just tons. Yeah. Okay, but it's still n- so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You the can kill more you it. know. <laughs> I'm Thanks, a star. Yeah, it's hard to shoot at a person and not be claiming uh, attempted anything. You know what I mean? Like unless it's like self defense first or clearly. Hmm. But yeah, do we have a Hawkeye trouble? I think we do. We, didn't we have I one think we on? Just got Maybe a he's the same trouble. one yeah. that was on. That's what I was about to that that was at say. The, um, at the podcast festival. No, I would have remembered him. Oh, you see his face? Yeah. He's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not the Hawkeye I remember. No. Right. This is not the Hawkeye we're looking for. <laughs> so, um, so. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, was he, that him? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's boy, he goes yeah. to parties. Oh, yeah, hey. there you go. Hey, so so, so <clears> hey, <throat> <hey. laughs> oh, yeah, that changed up real quick. Yeah. Uh, the phone he, lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to say five words for best sketch: Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Spit hot fire. That's because I spit hot fire. Was that the best? See, to me, I still think the best sketch to me was the blind. K 
KKK person. What's the, what's the best sketch to you? I think my, my favorite sketch is probably um, the Charlie Murphy True Hollywood Story. Yes. Featuring yeah. Rick James, not yeah. the Prince. Yeah, Even though the, the Prince James. was a close second. The Rick James. I heard quotes from that before I saw it. And I was only like a week behind. I was on. I was in college, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, hearing white kids screaming at each other, I'm Rick James! I'm like, wait, what is this? What? <laughs> like, well, I, I missed something. Because I heard it too much. I'm like, yo, I missed something. I don't know what this is. Right. When I saw that episode, I was crying. Yeah, he cute. Yo. Oh, my God. Rick James and Charlie yeah. Murphy going at I'm going to come back to the show again. I'm here. I'm keeping an eye on our Twitter notifications. Uh-huh. And Thank you. Appreciate Haw- that. I Ever think you're welcome. Of course. Mm-hmm. And Hawkeye Triple just happens to be. Ooh, he said snarf. He's <laughs> ah. <laughs> like, how can I cosplay as an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, I get that. That's cute. Wink, wink. Thank you, Cliff. But yes. I'm uh-huh. <laughs> Quick with it. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, so I would say that uh, Rick James is definitely my favorite episode. What did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Slap. Cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I wish it had I didn't say that to him. That, that was, that was, I have to jump on that one too, because what I thought I was actually going to die from laughter yeah. was when Charlie Murphy kicked Rick James into that mirror. <laughs> Coming down, I rewound that like three or four times. Yeah. Like, because I think at the time we had to either a TiVo or we had like the DVR or something, and I was able to just like boop, 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 one of them boop, devices, and I was just like, "What?" And I just like, again, <laughs> just like twenty times, just watching, and I, every time it got funnier and funnier and yep. funnier. I was like, "I need to stop watching this because now like my ribs actually hurt. I can't breathe. My eyes are all messed up." <laughs> like. Don't nobody care about your couch. Are they perfect? What about yo, my legs? My legs stretch out. That they never gave y'all money. Brilliant, man. Easily. <laughs> Probably, I'd say, like, top five funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That thing had me weeping. Just, I, I couldn't move. I, I would have to co-sign on the true Hollywood stories. Because I didn't see that. Like you said, when it aired. Like, I saw it almost a year afterwards. and was like, what? Like, it was... Still funny. I couldn't. I, t- and what made it so funny was not only Dave Chappelle being Dave Chappelle, but also the, the real Rick James. Yes, <laughs> when he would, like he would deny it, and then in the same breath be like, "I didn't do that to his couch. I did that to his." Yeah, couch. I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like just, no cut either. It was like, like, like four seconds. Like seconds. Right. Oh God, just just too funny. I can't. I can't. He's he's always been funny. I remember when Dave Chappelle was still like before Chappelle show happened, he was doing college tours and he came to Mansfield University, like up next to nowhere, yeah, north central in the, Pennsylvania. In and everybody was excited because of, you know, half baked. Well we get up there and you know, this is a moderately small school and the jokes that he cracked were funny. But after a while, like, you know, we were eating up his material and he's like, I don't ran out of stuff to say. What y'all do for fun up here? And one guy shouts out from the rafters, binge drinking! And he was like, what? He was like, binge drinking! And Dave Schell was like, he's trying to communicate. I don't know what he's saying. And a bunch of people said it with him. He was like, big Drake gum. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that? 
when, you, when you're feeding the sheep, big Drake gum. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went on for like ever. Uh, when you're walking to class, big Drake gum. <laughs> he was like, I mean, is that all y'all do from run up here? When you're getting with your sister, big Drake gum. <laughs> we were like, oh. <laughs> oh, really? Um, but he kept, kept making references to, you know, like marijuana and stuff. And people from the crowd were like, whoa. Yeah, and he was like, "Wow, you can tell this is that kind of crowd because I've said crack numerous times, and no one's been like crack. <laughs> <laughs> that is my ish." So, like those two jokes, big drink gum and crack, was like the one thing that brought our campus together. Do you know what I mean? Because it was pretty segregated. The black people on Mansfield's campus were either from Philly, Pittsburgh, or New York City. Everybody else was from like Altoona or Jim Thorpe or East Stroudsburg or some yeah, random yeah, place yeah. throughout. You know, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, when I first came to class, there was a guy with a a sawhorse and steer horns roping, like, my first day of school. So I was like, wow, I thought this was above the Mason-Dixon line. Like, I didn't know it was like this out here. That was my first introduction to Pennsylvania. So, you know, that's the way the campus was. It was predominantly white, and we kind of kept to ourselves. But for, like, a week or two after he came to campus and did that show, like, you could be in the mess hall, and someone would be like, crap! And someone else would be like, that is my ish! And everybody would laugh, and it would just kind of bring everybody together, and it just made things... I don't know. It, it was it was like a public service, almost, to bring us together like that, and to have not had the show yet. So it showed then what kind of power this man had. But, okay, let me ask you, because sometimes I felt this watching the show, and then, like you said, you go to, go to work the next time, next day or wherever, and it's it's the... To talk around with water cooler work, you know, uh, talk. Or the I'm, Rick, I'm Rick James, and you know, and uh, Black KKK, and especially the Wayne Brady mm-hmm. episode, and everything like that. And everybody's talking about it left and right, and everybody's just cracking it all up, cracking it all up. But there was sometimes, I'm not gonna lie, I would sometimes feel a little like touching. Uh, like, if, 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 like if, if, like, you know, some white people were like joking about it and everything like that. Are you looking at why are you laughing? You know, mm-hmm. I just like question like I question their motive on or finding this humor. Are you finding it humorous for why I'm finding it humorous? That, that, that was my that was my uh, no go ahead, go ahead. I that was my issue with the show and with Boondocks because it created this like window for possible racists to get away with being racist publicly and be like, Oh no, I'm just talking about the show. Like yeah. uh, kind of validation of right. their they're stereotypical. Uh, you know, way I, and I think that's part of why Dave left. I think Definitely. I think Dave, and which is you know sort of the 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 good and bad of it. Like he opened this window for America to kind of see these things that exist within Black America that they usually don't even pay attention to that are funny to us because you know not all of it is in all of our lives, but we know it in some form or another. And then when it's out there. Is it something that we're okay with other people laughing at? Right. And at first, I think he was, and I and and I, I think it is too. Like the you know the 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 reparation skit was funny because we all know somebody that would start a record label, and you know. He, uh, a mad caster would pay their phone bills, and we you, all hit the lottery. And this you know, at least happen. one dude would buy a truck full of cigarettes. At least one cat that you know, he may not actually do it, but you could see him doing it. So I think Dave got to a point where, like, it was cool to put it out there, 
and for us to be amused by it. Um, but was you know he got to the point where are are people laughing for the right reasons? You know, are you seeing that this exists? Are you or are you assuming that this is the truth? That would well, that was a situation because I did watch a, a video and stuff like that about his him leaving because he was yeah, on so like he was oh, on a couple we, shows yeah, and stuff like that Oprah and a couple other places right and then um one of the big things he didn't like was the fact that like the n-word was being thrown at him now because of yeah. the show that he did you know because of the show mm-hmm. and he felt like it was giving people that validation it was giving like white people the validation license. yeah to just like throw it at them not even use it in the context of anything just be like ha because you say it it's cool now we can say it all day every day kind of thing and he talked about it um on his tour because i i went to see him in uh jersey mm-hmm. oh nice at the susquehanna when he did the the, the tour the, the block party tour with all the music acts is that no the no no oh, no oh, the, the one. The, it was, there was a sep- it was one recently yeah, with him and him. the people from like flight of concords and yeah. all that stuff yeah and he he had just walked off on stage or he just like during a show, the show before. Someone had heckled him, and he just stopped talking. Right. Yeah. And he was just like, he just popped open a book and read it. Because like, yeah, they remember. were just, because what now happens is people just want him to just repeat dialogue from his show. Mm-hmm. They don't even care for him to be the comedian that he is. They're just like, say, I'm Rick James. You know, and like. Right. I, what happens in, in a time of of instant gratification through media, through internet, through, you know, what have you, um, is that cultural gatekeeping becomes subject for scrutiny. You know what I mean? The things that, the jokes that we have within our culture, the references that we make are no longer private, especially not with the internet being the way it is, especially with the show being the way that it was written. You know what I mean? It's exposing everybody. It leveled out the playing field. Um, And... On the other end of that, you're going to get people that have just been waiting for an opportunity to act like, you know, jerks in public. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side of that, the, the polar opposite of that, of people who, you know, wanted to be in on on the joke or the situation and have never felt it appropriate to kind of branch that topic. Hey, why is this funny to 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 this group of people why is this funny why do you guys keep saying this why is that i want to know it doesn't come from a place of hatred it doesn't come from a place of malice i'm just genuinely curious i want to know what's going on and those people who have you know true and honest intentions tend to get mixed in with the people who are just being jerks intentionally exactly yeah and so many people I, I feel like one of the reasons why Chappelle's show was so funny is not only because he's talented but also because of the fact that it it op- it exposed everybody to the same thing without pandering to anybody's sensitivities. Yeah. So, you know, the people that are were looking for a reason to be a jerk were like, "Ha! See, I knew it. It's they're, they're fine with it. See, it's cool. They talk like that to each other. It's great. I can say this now because I've been giving this this uh, permission to do so." Whereas you get the other people that are like, "Oh." Well, now I don't feel as bad about asking, you know, Jamal or, or, or whomever about this question, why this is funny here. I don't feel bad about asking Keisha about her hair now because this has been put out there. So I, I feel like whenever there's going to be a, a trailblazer like the Chappelle show that kicks down that door and establishes, you know, a new playing field, the first wave of reactions to it are going to be mixed and blended. Yeah. It's not going to be yeah. okay. even keeled. Um 
Oh, and, and in any situation, let alone, again, now with, with technology and, and, and information being spread the way it is and with how funny he was. It wasn't yeah. just like, okay, this dude is like, oh, this is sparking conversation. No, he was genuinely funny and, yeah. and genuinely groundbreaking. So I feel like, to answer your earlier question, Len, about the show being produced in the same way nowadays, it can't be network television. It would have to be cable, you know, whether or not Comedy Central picks it up again or... Or, or, or one of the paid channels or something, something like, that. like that. I feel like it can happen um, because of what Dave Chappelle did with this show. Will it be as funny as him? Only if he's involved in some capacity. But I feel like that resistance that you may you know, instinctually feel about opening that gate again because of the people that intentionally act like jerks, the real, the real uh, uh, obstacle there will be opening that gate again, establishing that platform again, being funny again, in spite of those people that try to be jerks with it. Years ago, back in the uh, late 70s, maybe even early 80s, uh, Richard Pryor was given a variety show, uh, a comedy sketch show mm-hmm. that was on, uh, I believe it was on ABC, but I could be wrong. And he tried to be along the lines of where the Chappelle show was certainly not yeah. as far but he but he tried to be along those lines and after like i think even it may have been only after two shows the network was like coming down on him it may yeah. have been after the first show they were coming down on him hard it's like yo you, you, yo you, you can't do this you can't do this and because he had signed a contract i think he finished up like a, a run of about five shows but they were i mean they were more than watered down. They ran like the Atlantic Ocean through those joints. It was just like, mm-hmm. it was just nothing. And he didn't even care. He was like, yo, just, just, just pay me. Just pay me and let, let me get that, through that, this. And Living you know Color I mean? ran into that too. The censors came on down on them real hard. Living Color came came down on that. Came down on they that. weren't but as least, gratuitous. They weren't as gratuitous because they were still along the lines of like Saturday Night Live. Right. So they, so they weren't trying to go so far, but so far. Um but yeah, plus I would say I don't think uh, In Living Color tackle like issues as like Chappelle showed it. Certainly know what not I mean? as hard as that. Not to the degree, but that's also a generation thing too. In the '90s, you can you can address the pink elephant in the room, but you can't sit there and dissect it like Chappelle did. Well, yeah. you, the, the the proof had been shown prior with Richard Pryor that you you know if you do hit it too hard, they're going to, they're going to smack you down. And what, one of the things Richard said in backing down from the show was that, you know, Hey, at my heart, I'm a stand up comedian anyway. Mm-hmm. And as a stand up comedian, I can control this conversation a, a whole lot more. And at his heart, Dave Chappelle is a stand up comedian. This right. is the same thing that he said. Now, you know, 20 years later, he's able to go further. He lasts farther. He goes, you know, uh, two years. Um, but it gets to that same point where you can take that conversation, you can put it over, put it out there, but after a certain point, you just got you want to have more control over, it, and it starts to lose control because it's putting out there, and in that sketch comedy form, in the form of that show, it's out. It can be out there forever without the buffer of you behind it. You right. know what I mean? And then the sketch just becomes alive and not your commentary that you say in both before or after, you know what I'm saying? Or the conversation that it, it created. So, um, but it was groundbreaking. You used the word trailblazing Kennedy. It certainly was. And that's the reason why even now over 10 years later, those small batch of shows are still syndicated and still great, getting oh, yeah. great numbers yeah. for it's comedy classic Central. stuff. And they tried. They tried really hard to to get it back. Yeah. And they gave Carlos Mencia a show that was a mess. Damn. And they gave uh, Ned. 
Uh, He's a whole farce. Yeah. Yo, seeing Joe Rogan ripping to him was awesome. Yeah, they, try, yeah, they tried. They tried like four or five different shows. I think the closest they've come is Key and Peel, which is funny. Eh, it's but not it's, Chappelle. It's, but funny. It's, it's not, not Chappelle close. funny. Not even close. Um, and I honestly think Key and Peel, their timing, some of the stuff like the things that they their their punchlines are funny. Like I see where their humor is, but they drag a joke too long. Yeah. They do. They yeah. yeah. Some of their stuff goes does go a little bit too far. A couple like, of them they've nailed. Like the ridiculous, uh, stereotypical uh, college, college that was draft. football draft. Brilliant. Oh my god, so funny. That is brilliant. But it could have ended like two minutes earlier than it did. No, it had to go that far because you got two different teams, and at, at that point, you know, you you kind of have to keep going with it. If it was if it was too short, it wouldn't have worked because. It wouldn't have felt like you know they're doing entire teams. It would have been it would have been, been too long if they had done the, whole teams. Uh, like that would have been ridiculous. It could have used an edit. I'm, I'm with Kennedy on that one. Or at least not run the joke into the into the ground. You know what I mean? Throw a couple John Smiths in there just to mess they the did, game though. up. But um, hey, Aaron Balake was but, funny. But but again, that's just proof. Po- <laughs> that's just proof positive. <laughs> this is proof positive that there is only one. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. All right. Well, it is time to end the show, ladies and gentlemen. But if you've been enjoying the Black Tribbles and you want to come and check out the Black Tribbles live and live. direct for your, with your very own eyeballs, eyeballs, you can check us out on September 14th, 14th. at 6 p.m. at 6 the p.m. J1 Con. J1. J1. Where? At 30, uh, First District Plaza. 3801. 3801 Market Street, the Philadelphia's first. First. And number will one. Be annual. Well, not first, because there's others. They died. The, 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 the only. The best. Philadelphia <laughs> anime convention that matters. The biggest. The baddest. The, the bestest. The Con! most. <laughs> the most animeiest. J1 Con, September 14th, 3801 Market Street at First District Plaza. It goes on um, t- all day. All day. Tickets, the preset, you can't even buy the tickets anymore on, from the Only website. Only at the door. Only at the door. Show up. Show up. Get here. You're going to have tons Early. of guests. The shower first. Tons of contests. Yes, that. It's going to be on, and the Black Tribbles will be Yoda doing a too. live broadcast there. Please, Please yeah. bring a baby wipe if it's like that. Yeah. It's going to get, and, and it's fun for all ages. It's fun for all ages. You're definitely going to enjoy it. All Plus, right? we'll be there. And who doesn't like to see Tribbles live and in person? Yeah, hey, boy. maybe we'll get to multiply. Ooh, ooh. Snarf. Snarf. I'm so mad at you with that Hodor. Good stuff. I find that amusing, even though I don't get it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, cats at Indy Hall. Yo. Yeah, no yes, doubt. Indy Hall. Yo. Indy Hall on Nerd Street, North Third, here in Philadelphia, doing Yo, great things. When y'all things. see these pictures, when you, you nation, when y'all see these pictures, man. Shout out to Indy Hall. Shout out to Philly Give and Get. Shout out to Fancy Tribble. Yeah, Philadelphia Give and Take. I think Philadelphia Give. It, I thought it was Give and Get. Nothing, I'm fairly sure it's Give and Get. Oh, there you go, Give and Get. Get the ball. Don't mind if I do. And uh, everyone involved with that amazing project. Which you'll be hearing more of. Yes. We can't talk about it because it's special. But just know that in me not talking about it, that is special. Like, me talking about it is special. So I'm especially talking about a special thing that I especially can't talk about, but it's still special. Because we're doing it. So you should feel special, Triple Nation, because we do it for you. 
It's all for you. Poor Avu. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> check this out. This will be available come the morn on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, at blacktribbles.com. Um, check us out on Thursday at 9 p.m. for Black Tribbles Prime. And then parting for Storm Tribble, Super Tribble, Spider Tribble. I'm about to call him J Tribble. Master <laughs> 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 Tribble for Hawkeye Tribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Kenny was going to go snarf. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. This is Keep bad you on trouble. your toes. And parting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Our top story. As we all know, Congress recently approved paying over a trillion dollars to African Americans as reparations for slavery. Well, today, the first checks were sent out. Thanks, Chuck. We're standing here in front of the Olympic liquor store in Queens, where scores of African Americans have been lined up for hours. We spoke to a few of them earlier. Get the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> your broke ass. <laughs> right, babe, I just bought this truck straight cash. And I got enough cigarettes to last me and my family for the rest of our lives. Come rich, bitch! Well, these checks aren't just affecting things on Beach Street. Wall Street is having a big day as well. A lot of activity, as you can imagine, here on the market. These people are spending money like hotcakes. Get this, Sprint stock has skyrocketed after the news that two million delinquent phone bills have been paid just this morning. Incredible. Gold is way up. Diamonds are at their most expensive level ever. Catchphrase around here is certainly bling bling. Oil has dropped to $1.50 a barrel, while chicken shot to $600 a bucket. Amazing news there. Just about everything on the market is up. However, watermelon is surprisingly flat to find many analysts out there. Cadillac announced that they sold 3 million Escalade trucks this afternoon alone. It's incredible, Chuck. These people just seem to be breaking their necks to give this money right back to us. Folks, I am happy to report that the recession is now officially over, and we have nobody to thank but all these black people with their taste for expensive clothes, fancy cars, and, of course, gaudy jewelry. Crime rate has fallen to zero percent. How could that be? Did the Mexicans get money today, too? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Listen, I think we'll be all right. Mexicans don't watch the news. Now, if this was Telemundo. <laughs> What'll it be, guys? I'll have a scotch on the rocks. I'll have a Samuel Adams. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. You know something? I'll have a Samuel Jackson, too. Me, three. <laughs> Three Samuel Jacksons coming right up. Good motherfucking choice. Samuel Jackson. They painstakingly by me. Samuel L. Jackson. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fucking fat girls in no time. You might even fight a nigga or two. Mmm, bitch. How's it taste, motherfucker? Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Great bitch. Jurassic Park. Samuel Jackson, it's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Motherfucker, huh? Can you stop yelling at me? No, I can't stop yelling at you. This is my acting style. 
You haven't seen my movies? Jackie Brown, Star Wars, the one where I say, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Then that too. I was in Juice with Tupac Shakur. Where you go? Juice, nigga.